Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. Good morning, church. My name is Dana Newhauser. I use she, her pronouns, and I am the other biracial Asian clergy person at New City Church. I am not Tyler Sid, but it's okay. We'll survive this one week. We will. Um, this morning's scripture is from Exodus uh, 18, verses 13 to 23, and I'll be reading from the Common English Bible. And I encourage you, as you listen, to listen both with your head, see what's going on, who's involved, what they're talking about, and with your heart. And as you listen, just pay attention to what bubbles up as you hear these words and hold on to a word or phrase that might be speaking into your life because we believe that even though these words are ancient, they speak to us every day, even now, even here in South Minneapolis, and you're invited to pay attention and hold on to that, and you'll be able to share that word or phrase after the scripture. Hear these words. The next day, Moses sat as a judge for the people, while the people stood around Moses from morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What's this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone while all the people are standing around you from morning until evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. When a conflict arises between them, they come to me and I judge between the two of them. I also teach them God's regulations and instructions. Moses' father-in-law said to him, what you're doing isn't good. You will end up totally wearing yourself out, both you and these people who are with you. The work is too difficult for you. You can't do it alone. Now listen to me and let me give you some advice and may God be with you. Your role should be to represent the people before God. You should bring their disputes before God yourself. Explain the regulations and instructions to them. Let them know the way they are supposed to go and the things they are supposed to do. But you should also look among all the people for capable persons who respect God. They should be trustworthy and not corrupt. Set these persons over the people as officers of groups of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Let them sit as judges for the people at all times. They should bring every major dispute to you, but they should decide all of the minor cases themselves. This will be much easier for you, and they will share your load. If you do this and God directs you, then you will be able to endure. And all these people will be able to go back to their homes much happier. 
Well, friends, let those words speak to you and prepare your hearts and your minds to be blown away by the incomparable preacher of the day, Siobhan Shen. Give it up for Siobhan. Hello, my name is Siobhan Shen. I use they and she pronouns, and I am so excited to be in front of you preaching on this Sunday. I am happy for everybody who was able to come out, and for those who are online, welcome too. So first off, let's give a really quick and simplified Exodus recap. So, because a lot has happened. Moses was born during a time of government-sponsored genocide. His mom hides him, and he's adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. Moses grows up, realizes the family of origin and the people of the Israelites are being oppressed by the Egyptians. He kills an Egyptian once he realizes that he was mistreating a slave. Moses runs away, gets married, finds God. Moses comes back and organizes the Israelites. God performs miracles through Moses. God sends plagues and damages the Israelites or the Egyptians' way of living and the Israelites, and convinced Pharaoh to end slavery. Pharaoh didn't listen. Moses led the Israelites out of slavery. Their captors were destroyed when Moses parted the Red Sea. Moses and the Israelites are now in the wilderness, God leading them to the promised land. <clears throat> Excuse me. It looks like the story of Moses versus capitalism Excuse me. So it looks like the story of Moses versus the capitalist forces have finished when the Israelites left Egypt. It looked like the main takeaway was that Exodus was the point of God saving people and that he will provide. But those ancient Israelites had a lot of internal healing to do. Healing to process the trauma of captivity and the ways that they showed up in the world and as a result of that trauma. There's more to the story. There was a lot of infighting, and Moses, their judge, was from evening, morning till evening, as the scripture says, and he was meant to help them through their problems. But Moses had his own inner conflict to work out that he wasn't acknowledging or able to see until his father-in-law, Jethro, pointed it out. In these verses, Jethro acted as Moses' spiritual advisor and told him what he needed to do in order to keep his sanity. Jethro noticed that Moses wasn't acknowledging his own needs, so Jethro told Moses what he had to do in order to get them met. Are any of you familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs? <laughs> yeah, so it's a pyramid that was made by the psychiatrist, um, Abraham Maslow, as a way to show what's needed for a human to thrive and be healthy. So at the very bottom of the pyramid are physiological needs like air, food, water, sleep, and so on. The next level, safety needs, are things like employment and security. The level after that is self-esteem, loving and belonging. And at the very top is self-actualization, which is creativity, morality, and meaning. The Israelites had most of their basic needs accounted for. God provided them food, they had camps to live in, and were traveling to the promised land. They had community and shelter, and that was exactly that, basic. Once those are all covered for, 
it's important to think about what conditions are needed to thrive. The Israelites were lacking self-actualization, the morality aspect, and they needed a lot of guidance from Moses, who was able to offer that. However, all of Moses' needs weren't being met, hence Jethro telling him to take a break before he wore himself out. How relatable. Jethro told Moses to spread his work and let his followers work out conflict for himself before going to him, which is really great advice. By letting people handle smaller conflicts themselves, Moses was able to take some work off his plate so he can have the opportunity to think about the moments that he needed in the long term. Yes, the Israelites were no longer slaves and they were no longer in constant danger, but there are other needs that weren't being addressed or acknowledged. What needs of yours have you been forsaking because some of your other needs are met? What are basic needs that aren't being addressed? If you're dealing with a problem now, let this be an invitation to take a step back from the situation and consider what you need before stepping back in. What would make you feel most fulfilled? And I fully recognize that not everybody at New City has their basic needs met, like consistent food and housing. And it's important to remember what your needs are beyond the basics. What sources do you need in order to reach self-actualization? What do you need in order to prevent yourself from wearing thin? Ignoring your, lead, your needs leads to burnout, which is what Jethro was mourning Moses about. The black novelist Toni Morrison said that a function of white supremacy is to waste our time, and I'll add to that. A function of living under oppressive forces like capitalism is to waste our time and burn us out. Though Moses wasn't living under the same exact oppressive forces that he was in Egypt, he was dealing with the aftermath of a traumatized people trying to live peacefully. Moses was dealing with his own trauma and dealing with work that, that kept him from processing that trauma in a healthy way. Moses and the Israelites had a lot of trauma from oppression to untangle. It is a function of oppression to waste our time, burn us out, and keep us from healing. And that oppression also keeps us from figuring out what we need to heal. Think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and think of what makes you feel whole, especially when surrounded by the empire. Maybe your needs don't look and feel like Maslow's exactly, but what would be your basic needs? What would be the top of your list? This could be a way for you to explore and identify what's important to you and what could be considered a need to somebody else. For example, I need books and writing in my life. I need pens and paper in order to feel whole. However, I recognize that not all these things are needs for someone else. And these things keep me healed, but what keeps you healed? God knows our needs, especially when we don't know them ourselves. God puts people in our life to check us, to make sure we're making room to heal ourselves from whatever we need healing from. That's what the New City community has been for me. God knows our needs, and it's important that we learn to listen for them. So, I turned 31 this week. And I'd like to give a shout out to my fellow Taurus, Aiden. It's their birthday today. 
and Tyler's birthday was before, and Marcel's birthday is this week. Just shout out to all my fellow Tauruses. <laughs> in my 31 minus five days around the sun, I've learned a lot about asking for help, letting others help, and how to be receptive to feedback. As an educator in an Enneagram wing one, one wing two, I often think that I have to be the only one to help. And when I'm not at my healthiest, I tend to think that others can't do nearly as good job as helping as I can. Sometimes I need to channel my inner Jethro and remember that helping in the ways that I was doing aren't always the healthiest. Really, we all need to check ourselves, especially those in the helping slash healing professions before we realize that we have nothing to give. On top of that, think about your own hierarchy of needs. Either way, you have to do what makes you feel fulfilled, makes you feel whole. You have to find out how to delegate tasks to others before you wear yourself thin. Moses was in the helping profession, and he couldn't have burned out if there wasn't his, his father-in-law to help him. If there wasn't someone to remind him to spread out his labor, Moses needed someone to tell him what to do because he wasn't seeing the full picture. Jethro is immortalized in the Bible as the guy who gave Moses advice. Even Moses, a leader appointed by God, needed to be able to take a step back and realize the situation. God placed Jethro in Moses' life so that Moses can learn how to breathe. Jethro helped Moses figure out what his needs are and how to get them met God, through Jethro, showed Moses the power of community and trust. So I wrote a prayer for this occasion. Is it okay if I read it? Yes. Close your eyes or find a soft gaze, whatever feels comfortable for you. God, the oppressed, God who saves us, you know what we need best in order to heal. Help us look for you in all situations. Help us to see the people that you sent to help us. God, show us how to trust others so that we don't burn out. Put people in our lives that we can trust. Teach us how to examine our needs and give us what's missing. Meet with us, abide with us as we figure out what we need to meet others' needs. May we remember the examples of your servants Moses and Jethro when we lose our way and ourselves. In your name we pray. Amen.